Hello, dear listeners. Hello. Hello. Welcome. 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 To the Divine House Reads the Divine Company. House. House. Oh, house. Okay. Comedy. Comedy. I'm a beat poet, in case you didn't know that. All right, so last week we saw (laughs) Kane with his thorn bush, which that was kind of erotic. Very erotic. Um, oh, and Michael Scott. Michael Scott, yes, Scottish philosopher attached to Frederick II's court. At yeah, or the boss from the office. Or the boss from the office. And yeah, last week we met a bunch of sorcerers, right? Yeah, like um, diviners and seers diviners. and psychics. And so something to mention about that, I actually did a little more research about Canto 20, just while we're on this retrospective, is that... Apparently, sorcerers are different from prophets, and diviners are different from prophets. Because, okay. because I was thinking, how are prophets? I mean, aren't prophets just sorcerers? They tell people about the reality of things. No, but prophets and, are like told the future by God. They're told the right? future by God, but according to Giuseppe Mazzotta and Dante's understanding of prophets, they would be people who would actually prophetically talk about the future and show God's message to the people about what was happening in the mm. sort of future. Whereas sorcerers and diviners see into the future, A, without God, and B, Mm. oftentimes they make predictions that are wrong. So that's why prophets are holy, whereas sorcerers and seers and diviners are not, according to Giuseppe Mazzoni. Okay, good to know. I had not considered that. Yeah. Okay, so then... At the end of the last canto, Virgil sort of said, hey, you know, uh, the sun is about to rise. Or no, the sun is setting and we better, we better go. No, the moon so is her, setting. The moon is setting? Oh, I, I can't really see. Oh, yeah, the moon is setting. Um, so night is coming, right? Yes. No, day is coming. No, day, day is, is coming. coming. So we got to move. Wow. Sorry, guys. I'm Wait, so, so they've been there all night. Like, it's been 12 hours. All night. <laughs> yeah, they've been there all night. Jeez. Mm-hmm. What a night it's been. Truly. Truly. Okay, so Canto 21. Um, by the way. By the way. Listeners and Lucy Fleming. This is one of my favorite cantos because, well, I won't say why. I won't spoil it, but let's just say it's a riot. Okay, great. Okay. Can't wait. You want to start? Um, yes, let me zoom in on my phone. Ha ha. Ha ha. From this bridge to the next, we talked. Oh, no. We walked and talked. Aaron Sorkin style. Of things my comedy does not care to tell. Oh, damn. And when we reached the summit of the arch, we stopped to see the next fossey of Malibolge and to hear more lamentation voiced in vain. I saw that it was very strangely dark. In the vast and busy shipyard of the Venetians, there boils all winter long a tough, thick pitch that are used to caulk the ribs of unsound ships. Since winter winter will not let them sail, they toil. Some build new ships, others repair the old ones, plugging the planks come loose from many sailings. Some hammer at the bow, some at the stern. One carves the oars while others twine the ropes. One mends the jib, one patches up the mainsail. I feel like I should like start like tap dancing or something. Here too, but heated by God's art, not fire, a sticky tar was boiling in the ditch that smeared the banks with viscous residue. Oh man! Wow. Okay, two things. So much going here. on here. 
Okay. Okay. Why doesn't he ever want to tell us anything? Like this person. Exactly what I was gonna say. The poets. He's like, oh, oh, you know, we talked about things that we just. I can't. I just. I'm not gonna tell you what we talked about. I know. Like okay. Okay. I mean, I think he does that for dramatic effect. Um, but when I get to heaven, I mean, hopefully that's where I go after I die. Mm-hmm. This is going to be something that I ask God. What does oh my God? Questions about? for God, my favorite. Yeah, questions for God. Yeah. The other thing to mention here is the use of the word cock on line nine. Listeners, this is cock as in C-E-A-U-L-K. Yes, not the other kind of cock, which I was... Uh, made fun of for using that word so I just want you to note that that is actually a common word made fun of from by who wait did I, I make fun of you? what oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow I like, guys, we need to clean the cock like the, you good know, time to and they're like wow are you talking about and you have not remembered that cock is actually a noun. Not for the genitalia of men or mm-hmm. male genitalia. Okay. I saw it there, but I saw nothing in it except the rising of the boiling bubbles, breathing in air to burst and sink again. Love the alliteration in that mm-hmm. transition. I stood intently gazing there below, my guide shouting to me, Watch out! Watch out! Took hold of me and threw me to his head. <laughs> I turned my head like one who can't resist, looking to see what makes him run away, his body's strength draining with sudden fear. But looking back does not delay his flight. And I saw coming right behind our backs, rushing on a ridge, a devil black. Oh, his face, shit. His look, how frightening it was. Ah! With wings, he skimmed along the rock, and every single move he made was cruel. On one of his high hunched and pointed shoulders, he had a sinner slung by both his thighs held tightly clawed at the tendons of his heels. He shouted from our bridge, Hey, Malabranche! Here's one of Santa Zita's elders for you. You stick him under. I'll go back for more. I've got that city stocked with the likes of him. They're all a bunch of grafters, save Bonturo. You can change a no to yes for cash in Luca. Okay, what? Yeah, okay. But let's just finish. Okay, okay. He flung him in. Then from the flinty cliff sprang off. No hound unleashed to chase a thief could have taken off with greater speed than he. That sinner plunged, then floated up, stretched out. And the devils underneath the bridge all shouted, You shouldn't, you shouldn't imitate, imitate the holy face! Yeah. Well, I was just... Oh, sorry. Okay, just... so what's going on here? This is crazy. Oh my god, it just texted me to say that I'm being too loud. <laughs> okay, everyone, my partner is on the phone for work because of covid for working from home and our podcast is too loud i also probably was too loud okay so he is hanging out with virgil he sees this boiling pit of tar or caulk and pitch basically and then virgil saves him and and pulls him back a little bit because there's a devil running after them who has wings and is skimming along, seems like he can fly, mm-hmm. and has a sinner actually slung, through, like holding him through on his um, between his thighs. And then I don't really understand what he's saying. Hey, Malabranch, here's one of Santa Zita's elders for you. You I'm stick him under. Maybe Malabranch is another um, devil. Yeah, maybe. I, Sinclair doesn't have any notes on that. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Santa Zita is. I don't know. 
I mean, I definitely thought of Santa Claus, but it's definitely not him. Let's see if Google knows. Santa Zita was an Italian saint, the patron saint of maids and domestic servants. She is often appealed to in order to help find lost keys. What? What would her elders Imagine, be? like, being beatified and you're like, oh my god, I'm a saint. And you're like, what, what am I a saint of? And they're like, yeah, you're the, the lost keys <laughs> saint. <laughs> and you'd be like, what? Oh, wait, okay, here we go. Oh, I have to take my own. I have, okay. This is a really busy time. I'm also making butternut squash. I'm eating toast. Do you think our little listeners can hear me chewing? I don't know. Oh, they can probably hear my my pitter patter. Ooh. Ooh, hot. Okay, so the the devil. Who's the devil? Or like the demon? He's a devil. I a don't devil. think he's a devil. Right, right. I meant the devil that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know. He's just he's just a devil, but. Apparently he says here's one of Santa Zita's elders because Santa Santa Zita is the patron saint of the town of Luca. Mm. Um, and it says here, or I'm just looking on the internet. No evidence has been found to support that this devil was referring referring to a real senator or a real person. Mm. Okay, um, just to show that Luca was a city of grafters. Okay. Um, so then he basically throws him into the boiling pit. Yeah, which is the same pitch used to, to like caulk the ships in Venice. Right. Well, right. it's like that, like that pitch. Right. I don't think it's the same pitch. Okay, and then right. probably not the, the devils, pitch. and then all the devils shout, "You shouldn't imitate the holy face," which apparently was a wooden crucifix at Luca. The sinner surfaces stretched out on his back with arms flung wide like the figure on a crucifix. I'm reading the note. Okay, cool. And this gives rise to the devil's remark that here in hell, one does not swim the same way as in the Serchio, a river near Luca. In other words, in the Serchio, people swim for pleasure, often floating on their backs in the position of a crucifix. Hmm. Hmm. So, so, okay. then, so then the devil says, you shouldn't imitate the holy face. The swimming's different here from in the Serchio. We have our grappling hooks along with us. Don't show yourself above the pitch. Or- They're very talkative devils. They do you think they're always this talkative? Or they, do they know. notice Dante coming along being like, oh, look, it's a human. Like, we should, like, tell him what we're doing. Maybe. You know, it would be a cool play. What would be it a cool would be play? We do the symposium, but with all the devils as, you know, Alcibiades and... and um, who are the other characters again? Like Socrates. Socrates uh, oh my god. No, not men- Oh, damn, we had all of these on our walls. Yeah. We, oh, we Okay, we had a party, listeners. A, a Plato really themed party, party at some point. It was very nerdy. Okay, so um, they're saying don't come up and serve us on the pitch because we'll, we're going to get you again and drop you into the pitch again. Yeah. Do you want to read on page 114? Sure. Okay. With a hundred prongs or more, they pricked him, shrieking. You've got to do your squirming undercover. Try learning how to cheat beneath the surface. They that were like, like yeah, like beneath the surface of the pitch or beneath yeah. the surface of, well, God would know anyway, right? God, God sees everything. Well, and isn't that, isn't this kind of a resonance with graft? Because yeah. isn't grafting cheating like, you know, 
embezzlement, basically. Yeah. Like, but it also is typically not visible. Like, you're trying to hide it. And now you're forced to hide forever beneath this pitch. Anyway. Is that the meaning of graft? Isn't, but it's, a graft is, like, corruption. But, like, most people would hope not to be caught, right? It's deceitful or fraudulent use of one's position, yeah. So, basically, you cheat beneath the surface. You're trying to be caught, right? Yeah. Um, they were like cooks who make their scullery boys poke down into the cauldron with their forks to keep the meat from floating from to the top. Oh my god, ew. So people who are being thrown into the pitch are like, like being thrown into like a human stew. Yeah, and then all the devils are standing around the border of this pot and using their prongs, their tridents to poke these people back down under the surface of the pitch. God. I know. This is awful. I love it. It's so rich. Yikes. Because I'm a devil. Okay. My master said, We'd best not let them know that you are here with me. Crouch down behind some jutting rock so that they cannot see you. Whatever insults they may hurl at me, you must not fear. I know how things are run here. I have been caught in as bad a fix before. He crossed the bridge and walked on past the end. As soon as he set foot on the sixth bank, he forced himself to look as bold as possible. (laughs) So Virgil's kind of scared. A little bit. With all the sound and fury that breaks loose when dogs rush out at some poor begging tramp, making him stop and beg from where he stands, the ones who hid beneath the bridge sprang out and blocked him with a flourish of their pitchforks. But he shouted, All of you behave yourselves! Before you start to jab me with your forks, let one of you step forth to hear me out and then decide if you still care to grapple. They all cried out, Let Malakota go! One stepped forward, the others stood their ground, and moving said, What good will this do him? Do you think, Malakota, wait, who's Malakota? Oh, the leader of the devils, okay. Do you think, Malakota, said my master, that you And Malakota literally means evil tail. Yeah. Okay. He has a tail, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just writing Sorry, this down. Um, blah, 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 blah. Do you think, Malakota, said my master, that you would see me here, come all this way against all opposition and still safe without propitious fate and God's permission? Now let us pass, for it is willed in heaven that I need lead another by this savage path. Hmm. Why would the devils care what God says? That's something I don't get. You know, Virgil's like, yeah, you know, I've been, God is with us and he's the one who's sending us. And, you know, he kind of uses that line over and over in hell yeah. to, get the, to get the hellish creatures to get out of his way. You know, didn't he say something like that when they were trying to get into the city of Dis? Yeah, and then uh, Heracles, right, came and helped them. Um, it is very, I mean, this has always like been a question of mine about like Christian theology is that hell is there, but isn't God in charge even there? But like they all hate God, but yeah. it still are obeying it's God. It's it's a little bit iffy. It is a little sure. bit iffy. Okay. With this, the devil's arrogance collapsed. His pitchfork too dropped right down to his feet. Yikes. As he announced to all, "Don't touch this man." See, this is what I don't get. I mean, wouldn't the devil know that already? The messenger of God, yeah, and know that already. Wouldn't like why would the devil care? 
Isn't the whole point of the devil to not care about whether God has given permission to do things? The devil may care. (laughs) Okay. You hiding over there, my guide called me. Behind the bridge's rocks, curled up and quiet. Come back to me. You may return in safety. At his words, I rose, and then I ran to him, and all the devils made a movement forward. I feared they would not really keep their pact. I remember seeing soldiers under truce as they left the castle of Caprona, frightened to be passing in the midst of such an enemy. I drew up close to him, as close as possible, and did not take my eyes from all those faces that certainly had nothing good about them. Their prongs were aimed at me, Oh, and one was saying, Now, do I let him have it in the rump? They all, they answered all for one. Sure, stick him good. This is very sexual. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But the devil who had spoken with my guide was quick to spin around and scream in order. At ease there, take it easy, scarmiglione. Then he said to us, you cannot travel straight along the string of bridges, for the sixth arch lies broken at the bottom of its ditch. If you've made up your mind to if you've made your mind up to proceed, you must continue along this ridge. Not far, you'll find a bridge that crosses it. So like they're having infrastructure problems in hell. Yeah, they're having infrastructure problems. <laughs> I really like how I really like how in this um section of the canto the devils obey. So first of all, Virgil says, "Don't touch this guy." And the leader of the devils, Malakota, you know, is, um, sorry, I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. So Malakota uh, obeys Virgil and says, like, okay, guys, you know, stand down. Don't, don't stick him in the rump. And then he screams at Scarmiglione, who is another devil. And they chill out. And then he gives them travel directions, which seems kind of random. And, you know... I don't know if we should trust him. Mm. He's a devil. That's true. Okay. I don't know. Five hours more and it will be 1,000. 266 years and a day since the bridgeway here fell crumbling to the ground. Okay, what? 1,266 years and a day. Okay, so when did the... Okay, so Christ's death on Good Friday would, in five hours, according to Malkota, have occurred 1266 years ago yesterday, today being the morning of Holy Saturday, 1300. Oh, Elaine, this answers my big question number every single time we've been like, oh, it takes place on Easter. I've been like, how do we know that? This is how. Oh. Because he's, okay, this is like, not to bring Harry Potter into this again, but this is like how in book two listeners i do not agree with all of that author's views let's just say but fun this in book two you can calculate the date based on the death day of sir nicholas de mimsey porpington same thing is happening here that he's giving us a little clue as to like what actual day in history this is okay so what so we're still in the year 1300 right we are we're in, in yeah it's the morning of Holy saturday 1300 so easter is actually tomorrow Yes. Okay. Um, and then I'll just continue reading the note. Although the bridge across the next Bulja was shattered by the earthquake following Christ's crucifixion. Christ's harrowing of hell. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Christ went to hell. I still... Is that in the Bible? I don't think so. 
I mean, it might be in, like the later books of the New Testament where they're like trying to make it legit. Okay. Um, okay. So although the bridge across the next Bolgia was shattered by the earthquake following Christ's crucifixion, Malakoda tells Virgil and the pilgrim that there is another bridge that crosses this Bolgia. Oh, wait, I won't continue reading because that'll spoil it. Okay. Um, oh, should so, I not read the note? Oh, I won't read the note. Yeah, don't read the note. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want to read from line 115? Yes, I'm just opening it up again. I had to take my second tray of butternut squashes out of the oven. Okay. <laughs> Uh, wait where were we what line 115 okay great i plan to send a squad of mine oh my god he actually is just like a highway repairman i plan to send a squad of mine that way to see that no one airs himself down there what's go along with yourself? oh like falling off the side of the cliff or yeah escaping your torment go along with them they will not misbehave Front and center, Alakino, Calcabrina, he shouted his commands. You too, Cagnazzo, Barbariccia, you be captain of the squad. Take, take Libicocco with you, and Draghignazzo, Tuthis, Ciriato, and Graffiacane. Fanfarello, okay, are these pastas? Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Fanfarello and our crazy Rubicante. Now tour the ditch, inspect the boiling tar. These two shall have safe passage to the bridge, connecting den to den without a break. Okay, so now Mala- Malakota is sending them a protective squadron of people, mm-hmm. of devils. That's weird. Kind of weird. Oh, master, I don't like the looks of this, I said. Let's go, just you and me. No escort, you know the way. I want no part of them. Okay, so... Dante's a little skeptical about this. If you're observant, as you usually are, why is it you don't see them grind their teeth and wink at one another? We're in danger. And he to me. I will not have you frightened. Let them do all the grinding that they want. Yeah, they do it for the boiling souls, not us. Virgil? Virgil? Yeah, okay. Before they... Sorry, you go on. Before they turned left face along the bank, each one gave their good captain a salute. With farting tongue pressed tightly to his teeth. And he blew back with his bugle of an asshole. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love that. He farts. They do. I mean, aren't don't they all? Well, they all salute they all him. And he, him and he, and he, and he just he, farts back. Yeah, he farts back. <laughs> Oh my god. So the salute that they do is like <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it says each one gave their good captain a salute with farting tongue pressed tightly to his teeth. So they must go like <laughs> or something like that. That's actually really funny because if his name does mean evil tail. Yeah, exactly. Gross! Gross! Gross. <laughs> this is oh funny. Oh my god. I mean, where does this image of the devils come from? That they kind of have potty humor, that they're grinding their teeth, they're winking at one another, they're sort of devious. I just love that. It's, yeah, and this just like, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very visceral. It is very visceral. Which is interesting because these are the first devils who have like some kind of like actual personality, you know? Like I'm looking back, I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the flatterers and the whores were 
walking around in shit, but it's not as if the devils were like participating in well, I mean maybe it's devil shit that they're climbing around in. Well, have the devils really been I I think this is the first time we really encountered the devils as like right? a group as a group of people, you know, with pitchforks and with wings and with tails. Like that idea of devils as of demons that have these characteristics, they're kind of childish, they are prone to lying, they have, you know, winged uh, they have wings and they're they have talons and pitchforks and tails. I mean, that's kind of a I don't know where that image comes from, but even today that's how I think of the devil, you know. I mean, it is partial. I feel like we talked about this a little bit before that, like, it's partially the Christian take on the the ancient Greek god Pan and like the satyr and the goat. Oh, did we? Like, maybe, yeah, maybe not. But I, I don't really want to read Pan. I really huh. want to read the book, this book by Elaine Pagels called Satan. It's mm. really good, and I think it would have many answers to this. Is it because you miss your bike? Yeah, my bike was named Satan. Oh, hopefully is. he's off having a good life with some other foolhardy person. Yes, indeed. Probably. So I'm a little confused about what sin all these people are being punished for. These people who are in the pit. Isn't it corruption and like... Oh yeah, graft. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's really not front and center in this canto. What's front and center is the it's devils. The devils. Mm-hmm. it's almost as if Dante has gotten bored of like just recounting all the sins and he wants to like add some spice into the mix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm also a little bit, or I'm a little bit weirded out that the devils would. So what doesn't make sense to me is that they're the ones who say, and this is back on line 37. Um, hey, here's one of Santa's Zita's elders for you. You stick him under. I'll go back for more. I mean, they're meeting out the divine punishment of graft, but they themselves why would they care about? Wouldn't they revel that these people have actually been? I mean, that makes them seem like they're God's servants who are punishing people for their sins instead of rebellious angels that don't obey God. You know what I mean? I th- Yeah, it is very confusing. I mean, I'm thinking also of like, basically in the show, The Good Place, hell is like this weird bureaucracy. Hmm. And they do take their job very seriously of like meeting out justice, but they're also kind of gross and don't want to obey the rules. So I'm getting that vibe here too. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're it's like they're meeting out justice because that actually just torturing people brings them joy. Mm-hmm. But, Not because they really care that the sin of graft should be corrected. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I wonder also about the image of the Venetian shipyard at the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. he really goes that that part was sort of beautiful. I mean, I'll, I can just read it again here. Mm-hmm. In the vast and busy shipyard of the Venetians, there boils all winter along a tough, thick pitch that is used to caulk the ribs of unsound ships. Since winter will not let them sail, they toil. Some build new ships, others repair the old ones, plugging the planks that come loose from many sailings. Some hammer at the bow at the bow. Some at the stern. One carves the oars while others twine the ropes. One mends the jib. One patches up the mainsail. So, I mean, I think that's a really beautiful uh, triad of verses that mm-hmm. could almost be in a different canto or could be in a different poem entirely. And this one ends with a fart. Yeah. 
I mean, what it makes me think of is that the caulk that they're boiling in Venice is you is going to be used to make vessels that will take people across the world, you know, productive trading, exploration. There's a lot of um, natality in that image. Whereas here, yeah. then that then that tar is actually transformed and used to just boil people to death as in a soup. Yeah. So that's, I, th- I, I kind of like that. That they're being, and it, I, I guess it also speaks a little bit to like sh- these, what would these ships be carrying? Like Venice is a renowned center of like commerce and mm-hmm. banking in the Middle Ages. Mm. And so the fact that they're being boiled in this substance that probably would have enabled their rich riches in life i think is there's also like a a nice bit of sort of like parallelism there Mm, yeah that is beautiful also if you think about like what the pitch actually does like pitch when it's okay to put to put marks in here like its use value in the living world is to like patch up holes and these people actually used their influence to like have any, like leak out of like the public right. ship as it were mm, um, i like that way so they're actually being it. like boiled in this same sub- substance that like usually would like this is the ultimate caulking up of holes right because <laughs> it's like the torture of people who have crossed holes in the begin to begin with so wow i really like that for something that ends with a fart it's quite elegant yeah why do we think that the grafters are the ones who deserve all this farting imagery. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it worse to be farted on or to have to climb through piles of shit or to have your head (laughs) stuffed up someone else's butt while your feet burn? I'm just going back through all of the punishments from this, the Malibol gave. Like, I don't think the sinners are farted on, are they? It's just the the devils fart to each other as a... (laughs) But surely the sinners are also there getting farted on. (laughs) Okay, I really hope that my partner's call is not being, picking this up. (laughs) Um, so i'm actually just the other thing i think is interesting is that the devils all have names alinquino calcabrino dragignazzo ciriato grafi grafia canne farfarello rubicante i mean yeah but um sorry marco but i'm just looking on wikipedia here i just googled the first name alinquino um, I guess the you know Ali Kino's name is commonly regarded as a garbled version of the Itali- Italian word for harlequin. Oh yeah, Arlecchino. Yeah, and a har- what is actually, harlequin. So it's like a clown. Actually, when I moved into my new house, there were all these prints of um, the. So it's all from Commedia dell'arte, which is this mm. Italian theater form that that's mostly from the early modern period but I guess it was maybe around in the medieval period too but there are all these like sort of archetypical roles so like Arlecchino is the clown and like there are all these other ones um which I Mm. took them down from the wall or I could actually just like rattle them off um Mm -hmm. they were really creepy interesting they're all these like kind of like there's like the the maidservant and the uh like cook i think is one of them like i'm looking up Mm. to see what their actual characters are because i can't remember them but there are basically all of these plays that are written for this cast of characters and they're all kind of like stereotypes of um of like 
different roles in society. So, um, oh wait, here it is. Okay. We like Pulcinella and Pantalone. Pulcinella is mm. one of the characters who's like, um, like has a little drum. So anyway, they're, they're all kind of like stereotypes of um, different characters, but you can write different stories about them. So like Arlecchino is always getting into trouble and like, you mm. know, anyway sorry i can't be more specific i just don't remember that much about them but no no i like that. these devil's names are all kind of like they're sort of the scrambled jokey. version of that. yeah yeah um i'm just googling calcabrina divine comedy to see what comes up um oh here we go okay so there's an article again sorry that i'm on wikipedia this is not an academic podcast this is for fun um, hopefully our listeners will realize that by now <laughs> Um, I'm on this. I'm on this uh, web page, the Malabranche, which mm. says that they're the demons here. I'll, I'll text Surely it would be Malabranche. Malabranche. Oh yeah, Malabranche. Malabranche. Um, Malabranche. Malabranche. Here, let me just text it to you. Um, okay, I sent you the link. So they're the demons who guard Bolgia Five of the Eighth Circle, Malabranche. They figure in Cantos Twenty One. Oh, and then they're going to be in future Cantos too. Oh man. Boulder and Quarrelson, their duty is to force the corrupt public. Oh wait, I'm afraid I'm gonna see spoilers if I read this. Okay, don't don't I'm not gonna read it. it. But I am reading about Commedia del Arte. Okay. Their duty is to force the corrupt politicians to stay under the surface of a boiling lake of pitch. Mm. So Alikino is derived from Arlequino, the Harlequin. Barbaricha stands for curly beard, mm. Cagnazzo for nasty dog. Mm. Calcabrina, possibly grace stomper or frost trampler. Chiriatu, wild hog. Draghignazzo, nasty sneering dragon. <laughs> Fofarello means possibly goblin. Grafiacane means dog scratcher or scratcher dog. Libicocho, possibly Libyan hothead. What? Okay, here's a question though. So Mark Musa, the translator, and then I have to go in a second, but mm-hmm. Mark Musa, the translator, has done a really awesome job, I think, of capturing some of the idiom of Dante. Yeah. And I wonder what the effect would be if instead of using the Italian names for these devils, if he had just mm. substituted like ugly dog or like, you or know, evil whatever, tail. Like, dog face or yeah, mm-hmm. or evil tail um, right. or like bad booty or like... <laughs> Because that's like basically this. I mean, you can do a lot with names, and I think that's something that um, comes. It actually the reason I think of it most of the time is when when it comes to things like um, certainly like indigenous American names, where mm. if you grew up in the U.S. and you're hearing like someone's name is like Running Deer, I'm using a totally totally like generalized example, um, which is itself problematic. I realize, but. Like, if you hear that, that actually, to my mind, like, because of the way that it's transliterated in certainly American, like, education, mm-hmm. it, it conjures up, like, these indigenous American names. But mm. actually, almost all names have things like that. So, like, my name is a version of light and that kind right. of thing. So whether right. or not you're going to translate a name actually has, like, pretty deep political connotations and also cultural ones like certain cultures prefer to translate their names I'm sure like the indigenous Mm. American example might there I don't want to discount the fact that potentially they there are are people who prefer that their 
name be translated rather than simply brought over in its linguistic form. Anyway, I'm just curious about like the way that names like it's this this whole canto would have a really different feeling if it was bad booty instead of Malakota, you know? <laughs> yeah, or if Rubicante actually meant were were translated as red faced terror. Right. Or Starmillone as possibly troublemaker or disheveled. Yeah. This is all from that Wikipedia article. Yeah, and I think it would also bring us into Dante's world a little bit more. Yeah. Because it feels a bit difficult to get the sense of their personalities when yeah. we just kind of read these pasta names. You know. <laughs> okay, we're being really anti-Italian by saying they're positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we both have to go now. I to class and Lucy to squash. To eat squash, not to play no, squash. No, I'm going to my reading group in which we're reading Critical Theory. Ha ha. Oh, ha ha. But um, we will salute you now, actually, at the end of this canto in the ways of the devils by Indeed. saying goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>